Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back to the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast and a TCU loss in the national championship is a Texas Longhorn win in football and we beat them in basketball. We head to the Moody Center. Uh, Very good game. We almost blew the first half was a disaster, quite frankly. Then we come back second half. We tweeted out that if there was one person on the line free throw to save our lives, Serge Abari Rice would be that dude. Definitely. Definitely ice in his veins. Uh, I, I do want to start in football because obviously the national championship is a culmination of like our real work in the season. Um, and we also got some big recruits. Yeah, we did guys coming back and or guys. In the First of all, Quan, I think you got to start retiring the purple clothes that you always wear because <laughs> uh, that purple juju definitely ran out on Monday. Hey, you know what? It was juju and then it was a hex and I'm not mad at it. Um, <laughs> right. Dude, that was uh I didn't realize I've gone to the tavern. Y'all guys been in Oliver. Austin has know where that is. Um, I've gone five years in a row to the national championship, and I was supposed to actually be in LA, but that's a long story. Um, went again this year, and by far the first year that by halftime that place was empty. It was in it, it was nuts, man. That was an absolute beatdown. Other than selfishly wanting my, you know heart to pump and some adrenaline. I wasn't that mad at it because quite frankly, thank you, Georgia for proving me, to me what I thought TC was most of the year anyway. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, I mean, C- it really was CJ Vogel, former horns up guest said it best on Twitter. He said, if you're a fan of any program in the state of Texas, there's no reason why you should want TC to win because that just takes away more recruits from your program. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they already got Trey Sanders, the running back, big commit from Alabama. He's transferred over there. We get cattle on a guy that beat the you-know-what out of us, beat the brakes off us, Arkansas. As, you, as you would say, in Arkansas. So that was a huge get. The real question, though, surrounding the Natty, as, again, we look to the future for the Texas Longhorns uh, Q is uh, – later, Eric. President, president of Believe over there saying goodbye in the studios. Uh, the real question now, what is this bode for us as we head to the SEC? vote for us next year in your opinion like what is this like what this is like literally the biggest win not only a national championship said, as we head to the sec yeah like this we're heading to the sec this is the team that won the big 12 and this is the biggest win by margin of victory not just in natty history but bowl game history it's pretty much the opposite of the national championship you played in your freshman year that kind of game oh yeah that was um that was a real game this was so two things so our listeners aren't confused we're gonna play one more season in the big 12 and then next year we'll head to the sec because i i was a little stumped for a second there um what it means is the work we have to do because at the end of the day we can bash tcu but they got there um and guess what they beat us at home and so i think between the big 12 between texas in general It was eye-opening on the work we have to do to be one of the elite teams. I mean, 
I, I remember in the pregame, <laughs> and this is what I appreciate about Coach Saban. Um, uh, Pollock mentioned Georgia running the college football, and Saban had that mofo kiss my butt look. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he can't argue it. They went back to back, you know, and and have, have been trending that way for the last, you know, five, six years. And then you implement NIL and they don't skip a beat. Whereas in Saban and the Bama, they're still who they are. But I'm going to tell you, I watched them in Austin and they're not who they are. Georgia is who they were. And so yeah. the long way of saying we have a lot of work to do. And yes, some would say, oh, we got to get the players. I actually think we have great players. The work, in my opinion, after watching the Alamo Bowl and kind of watching the post Alamo Bowl and the hotel and all of that, it's our culture. You know, Kirby, we've all heard the viral video where Kirby absolute. I said, oh, TCU didn't that. stand a chance. He, I said, TCU didn't stand a chance. Yeah. If you can talk to your players like that and they respond, that is the culture. Mac wasn't the cussing guy like that, but Muschamp was. He always had those dudes that's got us fired, fired up like that. We've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. I don't know who's giving pregame, and I damn sure don't know who's giving the postgame speeches. I'm not postgame, but halftime speeches for UT, but it needs to change. And I promise you, it can't be like what Kirby just said because we are arguably one of the worst third-quarter teams in the country. And yeah. so it's just culturally, we have a lot of work to do, man. And we have some great players that can go to another level. And before I go, I have to give, again, Coach Saban, a little jab to Sark and a little jab to Texas football. Hey, um, Bryce Young, first or second pick. Will Anderson, top five pick. They made money tonight. They played in the game. And there's schools across the country who backups are opting out. That's a cultural issue. Yeah. So, I can go no, on for weeks on that, but we have a lot of work to do. Hundred percent. No, I, I it told you right there when all those guys didn't sit, you know, and they had millions on the line. They still want to play that game against Kansas State, right? It's not the natty, but that game for me was pretty telling about how this game against TC was going to happen. That Big Twelve versus the uh, SEC matchup. I thought it was funny when the final coaches poll came out. Nick Saban gave the the Crimson Tide the old number two. In the, his last poll of the year, I mean, what was he gonna do? But yeah, I mean, truthfully know. though, like if you really think about it, Georgia was the best team. Ohio State was probably the second best team yeah. when push came to shove. Sure. And then realistically, Alabama was probably the third best team. And the saddest thing about all of that, we played by and large as close to Alabama as we did to TCU. Both games with, closer. You know, in fact, you could say we played closer to Alabama than we did TCU, you know, and it's one of those things like it's culture thing. Like, uh, was I obsessed with the Kirby smart speech? No, like I was more it's like not a T. It's not as good as like Tebow to me to compare like, you know, this great like, speeches or the pregame speeches we've heard. But all I know is their coach went viral for pumping his players up. And our coach had gone viral for like, you know, getting in the face of like a P.A. That like you know, it's like the wrong things were going that's, that's viral. That's kind of deep, for. dude. That cut a little bit. <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm but sorry, it's real. but that's just like that. Just like the but it's like the long and short of it. And nothing against Sark, like he's done a great job, and the the, re, the recruiting work he's done is even better than that of Hartman of Herman, sorry, and Strong, and their work was impressive. But I, it's also like we talk about it all the time. There's such a 
there was such an intense microscope on the University of Texas athletic program that when something like that happens with Sark, when we have a season that is to our standard, to UT football standards, lackluster, yeah. lackluster, not as not as good as we wanted it to be, then that moment becomes a negative moment as opposed to a positive moment. Because I guarantee you, if we're playing in a college football semifinal and that happens, everyone's like, I love how fired up that coach is for sure for his guys. Right. So like and there's there's some other elements, right? Because we've seen, oh. I think in football this season, like more interactions between players and coaches with like PAs, photographers, et cetera, like the Devontae Adams moment earlier in the season, like that's happening more and more and more. And people are, you know, that's, that's being in and around the media more I mean, the and more focus on there. But on one hand, I, I, I agree. I, on one hand, I, I agree because depending on the game, but you can't change the fact that Kirby was talking to his guys. He was talking yeah, to right. his crew. He was so DKR said it and I absolutely live by it. Um, the measure of a man, and by the way, this is no indictment to Sark. This is just a mistake. The measure of a man is is how they treat those who can't do anything for him. And that could be looked at in a scenario of that guy is kind of, he's just trying to do his job. And um, he's, um, he did put his hands on him. And I'm a personal space guy, so I would probably not like that very much either. But I probably would have said, hey, dude. Use your words. Don't touch me. Right. Not necessarily look just a bit unhinged yeah. like like it got to. It was and, a little sus. A, he left his hand on his chest a little too long, I will say. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying I'm a personal space dude. I, I don't like anybody touching me like that. I'm being real as it gets. So I, I'm straddling that line. But if we all look at each other and say, in that moment, fired up or not, because the game of football is not, that level it, it, it's it's intense it's emotional but it's controlled emotions and unfortunately they just didn't look very controlled and yeah. um we, i I've, I've said it y'all know it massive sark fan i don't think that's who he is all the time right. i guess it was a stressful time and it happened however going back to that perspective i think it's a lot of things you know i think the game we're in to your point toss i think <laughs> Uh, some people going crazy because of the cowboy hat and some of the antics. I, I just think what we're seeing in the consistency of those who are getting to the playoff versus Texas, it's just be, kind of become a show. If I'm being real, it, it's, 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 it's Bevo Boulevard. It's, it's long. It's a show on yeah, LBJ lawn. It's all of this other stuff that yes, people, it's the Cowboys. Love to hate us. Huh? <laughs> It's the Cowboys. That's it in a nutshell, dude. It really is Jerry Jones making a comment on a Wednesday. It's it's just everything but wins and truly being nationally relevant. And I and it pains me to say it, but it's real. There's just no like look, Johnston's great, Duggan's a warrior. Their running back was really good. I mean, we had the best one two punch at running back in the Big Twelve. No question. The thing is, like maybe in the country. Yeah, the thing you say like this is to see we go going back to it, why it wasn't a season of our standards. It wasn't because of the record for me, it was because the way the losses happened. Like that's all it was in a nutshell. And you're right, it's a culture thing. It's like just so it's like the smallest increment of like a cult. Because the thing about the Ohio State program, like they had guys sit, they lose to Michigan, they barely sneak in. 
Ryan Day's like quote unquote on the hot seat, like, hey, you've lost to Michigan back to back times. Like you're pretty much given like the golden Willy Wonka lucky ticket to get into the playoff. Like you don't even deserve to be here. And they come in with a field goal, like one of the worst missed field goals we've seen in God knows how long. <laughs> Dude, that was so go- bad. Oh, you know, I mean, he picked it to another planet. Like, but they're right there. They they don't flinch. They come out to fight and they come out sw- and they go down swinging. Like, I'm not entirely sure our program comes in like that. Like, I, I quite frankly don't think we do. Um, but I do want to go to like a bigger picture college football question because obviously, Q, you you play with two unbelievable quarterbacks. There's to me a tier, at least of guys like the last like of like this century, like right, like the Tebow Vy, who I'm alluding to, Cam Burrow, Leinart. Like, there's a few guys in that Mariota, like in that he didn't win though, in that mix of greats. And then there's kind of like a tier two of guys who like maybe Mariota's in that mix. Baker, Colt, Johnny. You, what? Which one's Johnny? Johnny yeah, probably that tier two. Like John, Johnny. I think the Johnny RG three Lamar are like in a different like Jameis. grouping. Like Jameis is probably in that tier one. Where do you see Stetson well, Bennett? Well, I'm gonna tell you for a couple of things. One, you said, ironically, the first tier you they're all absolute ballers, and they all had national championship titles. Right. Um, the next tier, absolutely ballers, got to the title but didn't get there. The Johnny's uh, Johnny is God. He's so fun to watch and he was so great, but he hadn't either. Now you got Bennett Bennett. I'm going to tell you that game. I always, I was like, Ben is good. The windows he was hitting on that tight end. I was like, Oh damn. (laughs) My 25 year old brother is balling. (laughs) Like, Am I am I gonna put him, dude? He has to be tier one. He has to be. He went back to back, back to back, and he, made, sorry, it, he made the trip to New York because, too. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I put him in tier one. Because I also played with Tebow, and mm, Tebow, right. Tebow as a quarterback, he's tier one because he won two championships. He's a phenomenal leader. He has a Heisman. Those all those other things, there's just not a lot of quarterbacks who won back to back. So you can't do anything. And by the way, Bennett was a massive. He ran for two. He threw for however many, three or four. Hell yeah, he has to be that tier one. Would I say? Let me see. Would I say Bennett or Vince? Well, let's be real here. I'm gonna take Vince, but. I'm going to tell you, Bennett, the way he performed, the balls he threw, the way he prepared, um, he didn't – there was a time where the dude was damn near perfect in that game. Yeah. Like, damn near perfect in one of the biggest games. And the pressure was all on Georgia, and he didn't blink. He balled out. And last but not least, you go back to last year, that post-game interview where he had had two hours of sleep – and he was drunk, high, whatever else. It was pure greatness. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I wanted that too. I wanted that again. Obviously, on national TV. Obviously, he's like super talented and he's super athletic, right? He's got a great character as well. As an older player on the team, because you know how this is as well. You were an older player on that Texas Longhorn roster. Is there a competitive edge for him being a 25 year old on that on that roster? That's huge because ultimately. And by the way, there's also added pressure. He's already a captain. He's an older guy. He's the quarterback. Like, that's my point. People, pressure busts pipes, or then pressure makes diamonds. In every situation that he was in, he made diamonds. And the pressure was on him. The pressure, 
Oh, Duggan's come in. He's hot. Um, he's he got to New York, and he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm just about to beat your ass. Um, because we are here, and I'm leading this thing. I'm going to the tight end, the hottest hand. I'm, you know, making all the right decisions when I need to. Their defense balled out too. They they absolutely destroyed TCU, but they didn't come back because they couldn't. Georgia didn't punt till what? Maybe a late second quarter, third quarter. I mean, the dude's just throwing dimes all yeah. day long, and he started now. Doug and Max with the running touchdown, but his legs made a difference, and so. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I just the, uh, nothing but respect for Bennett. Um, and last, and you said it earlier too. I mean, his his character's his his humility, um, e even in that moment. Um, but yeah, being an older guy, there's more pressure. You have to be the grown man, and he was that and some, and he looked absolutely like a grown man in both of those national championships that he played. And and probably like a slight difference from just like where where media was and like the internet at the time when you were playing Quan versus now, like all over my timeline is guess how old this guy is. Like this guy's too old to be playing college football. Like even just adding more chips on his shoulders. And, and dude, he just Brandon Whedon was like 30. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, Hey, Whedon was 30. Uh, Oh boy. Let's go even further back. My man from um, Florida state. He was 28, 29. Winky. Winky. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, how old was Jason white when he hung it up? Yeah. He was like 26. I mean, there's so many older guys, yeah. but you know, the, the difference yeah. with social media is people love to hate. Right. Oh yeah. That's right. all it's all social media. And they love well, the to hate you when, when you win too. Yeah. Yeah. But oh no, yeah, they don't like I, wins. I thought it was cool that they talked about how Stetson, like ever since he was four years old, said I wanted to go to Georgia and I want to practice to be a national champion. And like that's you know, that's character right there. That, that that's like you want that since he was a little kid. Yeah. For that me, university. It reminds me of Sam. Like what we almost had with Sam. Like, but that's the to me. That like, is a great I'm never going to back comparison. off of like, I will never back off an arch. I'll never back off a guy like Quinn or Caleb or these, like, these guys who are like, Hey, like, yo, this guy could play on Sunday. I'll never back off wanting those guys. Right. But there is something to me, special magic for a Bennett, for a McCarron, right. For a Tebow, quite frankly, like yeah. for a guy who may not be like, okay, a, a Sunday quarterback, but a guy that can get you a national championship and just does his job. Like or you're two. trusting yourself on the Patriots more than you're trusting Mac Jones, right? Because like I do my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, wanna, man. That's wanna, a great comparison to Sam, by the way. I really I like that. Throw a quick little fun hypothetical that me and Toss were kicking around the other day. Cliff Kingsbury got fired Ooh. from the Cardinals. Maybe he uh, you know, takes up a offensive coordinator position at a university that we know and love what do you think about that Quan? blink twice if you know anything <laughs> that would be awesome and that's funny you talked about that because i was having that conversation with someone as, a, as well does there need to be an oc here and i think so i think it might hell be yeah i do too i it does it mean that our guy is not one of the best offensive minds hell no but i just it's really hard to find that guy that's done both from a national championship perspective. Some guys have done really well, and I'm not taking anything against Lincoln, but you go over to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is not that great. When you were in the Big 12, the Big 12, let's be real, it sucks to say it, but it wasn't that great. And so he's gotten to the dance, but when you truly get there, it doesn't work itself out. Mm -hmm. and And he hasn't played – I mean, TCU is crazy. This was the first team to 
in this era of football to even get to the ship. Got to the playoff, got whooped. Got to the playoff, got whooped. So it just, it just feels like every time these head coaches that are highly touted and sought after by massive universities, guys like Lincoln, like Sark, one of the sides of the ball falls short when they yeah. when they get to the biggest moments. And for us this yeah. year, it was the offense in the second half. Our defense really stepped up this year. It was a flip-flop of last year. But I look at that USC team, and that defense fell short when when oh, they needed yeah, it my, most. My and so, so bad. you wonder if Lincoln takes his hands off the reins of, of the offense a little bit just to be another bounce board for his DC who's staying there one more year, which I thought was really interesting. I just, I wonder if you can be that much more of an effective head coach. So I, you know, I put that out there. I'm in agreement with you, Nick, on the OC for Texas, bringing someone in who's going to meet with Sark every single day, multiple times a day. They're still going to talk offensive strategy. He's going to be so valuable in that regard, but he just won't be calling every play. And the value of the recruiting can't go underlooked as well. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury did it for a long time at Texas Tech, and he found a way to get some pretty good recruits. Have you heard of a guy named Patrick Mahomes? Yep. Uh oh yeah oh, okay who is well but that but I would actually play devil's advocate. Go. He did have Patrick Mahomes and do a damn didn't do a damn thing with him. <laughs> True. You know well, okay. Well, they, he, it was they, also Patrick tough, Mahomes threw for like nine hundred yards or eight hundred. How many? <laughs> they really didn't play any defense. They played well, like that's zero. My point. Oh, so your point was he had that guy. I thought you were saying I'm just talking about recruiting. I'm just saying, another I'm guy to be in there to talk to. I'm saying great Cliff recruits, is just like a good recruiter, and he yeah, could, he could talk to a quarterback or two. And I just think he could oh, take be good for Arch Sark. He's not going to bring if he's going to let go of the reins a little bit. I mean, we all there's all things in our life that we're possessive over, right? Like for example, like let's say the three of us couldn't come, and like Hugh, you wanted to record, and like we couldn't record, like. I'm not just going to let any old, you know, friend from Texas just like jump on in here. Like you got to like, there's got to be like a level of trust factor in yeah. like the interim of that. Like for someone's like baby, like Sark has to come in here and really, you know, like trust a guy. And that's why we bring in a guy like Kingsbury, who's got head coaching experience, got experience in the big 12, got experience running a really elite complex. Com- we've seen how like, we've like been like, oh, that's it. That's the complex offense. That's the complicated offense. That's the trick play, or that's like the scheme that no one saw coming. That's the no one can get a guy open like Sark, but maybe Kingsbury can like take off a bit of the pressure and alleviate that so Sark can focus in other areas oh, and maintain the look, team. Yeah. Look what they did for PK with Gary Patterson coming in there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And the defense. And I'm going to tell you, let's take it to another level. I mean, we're, we're, we're really analyzing it, but we can simplify it. And you'll appreciate this. Who were notably the best of our era head football coaches in the NFL and in college? Bill Belichick, Nick Saban. Belichick, Nick Saban. I would I would agree, and Nick Saban. Do they Tomlin. listen? Those cats know football as well as anyone, and everybody says their ego. Well, apparently they're humble enough to know if you get people in the right position, they're going to win championships. Definitely. Or do we say, oh, Nick Saban's not the GOAT. He had an offense and defensive coordinator. No. Do we say, oh, Belichick, he's not the GOAT. Now, you know, Brady did throw a little something-something on that by going and winning it somewhere else. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, Bruce Arians, that dude think he invented, by the way, Bruce is my friend. I'll text him and apologize later. But he think he invented football, and he had an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator and got another – ex-head coach as a defense coordinator. So the proof is in the pudding. If you want to 
truly win ships, in my opinion, you get the pieces, especially yeah. when you got an open freaking checkbook to do it. Yeah. yeah. Great I, leaders know when to give up their power. Yeah. I, the, you have to have the humility to know when to do that. And you're not I'm really a, giving up the power. You're still the head. Right. Of you're course. giving up a responsibilities, duties, the nucleus of it. Yeah, I mean, who gets the praise when they win the national championship? The the head coach gets the praise. Yeah, like, coach, yeah. coach Oh, got it. You know, like let me <laughs> let me just double down on your point. Like, we bring up Mahomes, we bring up Coach Andy Reid. Who's the most famous offensive coordinator probably right now in the in the Eric national? Bien-Ami. Yeah, Eric yeah. Bien-Ami. And Andy oh, Reid still like, gets his love. Yeah, Andy Reid still gets his love. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a, he called plays at one point, did he not? Andy Reid. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yes, yes. He's a, he got I all mean, this like, coordinator, and Pat, he's winning ships. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, 100%. But, like, these, there's no shame in bringing a guy in. Quite frankly, bringing Gary, Gary Patterson saved PK's job. Like, PK has a job next year because our deep our defense outside of B. John Robinson is the bright spot of the team. And shout out to Jatavian Sanders. Uh, they're the <laughs> bright Jordan spot Wilson, of the team. coming back. Yeah, I mean, look, that's another thing, like, Christian Jones back, Whittington back, Catalan. Like he... We have 10 of our 11 starters on offense coming back. That's a big insane. Deal. And the only I... position we don't have, we literally just filled with the number one recruited running back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Plug before, and play, baby. Before we get... And we we also have Jonathan Brooks. You know, yeah, I have, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I have to say that. You know, I have to say that. I won't knock Brooks. I, I, knock... I, I love Jonathan, but Jonathan, woo, I mean, again, we were spoiled, dude. And that what's crazy way. is, and I and I I'm hard because I'm still not 100 percent sure why Roshan didn't play. Um, that was your opportunity to start, um, and that was opportunity to put film out there, and you're not projected to be a first rounder. But I won't get on that soapbox again. However, Roshan at one point were breaking more tackles than Bijan. As crazy as that is to yeah. believe, but per whatever I don't know all the metrics, but at one point he actually had. More broken tackles than, than, than Bijan. And we know Bijan this year led the league in it. And so it's like, we were spoiled. Not taking anything away from Jonathan Brooks, who also had hernia surgery. So let's throw that out there. That's why he, he, he wasn't himself. But healing, we love him. Role player, fast guy. But we needed broken tackles that we weren't getting in that game against For Washington. Sure. And I mean, showed. The, the Brooks. And obviously the the new said B coming in and, and Keelan, even more so of a point to what we're talking about with the OC, because we're going to have to continue to get even more creative where we can't rely on Bijan or we can't rely on having the best running back in football. So it's, to right. me, it's even more of a, hey, let's go get an OC to, to make things easier for us. Yeah, It's crazy. Like another like said B is coming in like he's an elite stud. It's pretty nuts. I hope I'm- he is. Let me ask you this though, like kind of talking about all time greats. We we did this before a little basketball chat and we'll rock. We asked a lot of the guys in the office. I asked Desmond Howard this the other day, Q. I saw um, that. I saw, saw that. And then I oh, do you, you see the Will Muschamp video we sent you with your little no. shout out? What? I didn't see Muschamp. What the heck? What? You didn't see uh, I'll send a text to no, you. No, no, no. Dude. Kirby. No, I was Muschamp. No, Muschamp. Was it? I texted you Muschamp. Shot. I went up to Muschamp. I was like, what's your favorite? 
we host a Texas. I asked him a question about Georgia and I was like, Oh, your favorite, uh, you, you know, memory is a Texas Longhorn. We host a show with Quan, And then he gave a great memory about you. I'll text it to you again. It's, oh yeah. My bad, man. You're good. No, you're the weather. <laughs> you're a lot of, a lot of golf to be played out there, baby. You don't sweat it. <laughs> Time out. How the hell did you know I golf today? Hey, yeah. I, hey, I have to give a shout out to that. I has, I golf with some great guys today, man. One of my boys, uh, Chris Whelan, he's a walk on receiver with us. That's my dude. Um, Derek Johnson just got into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Brian Arakpo, I think we've heard of that name. And then uh, Michael Griffin. So we had a really good nice. group. DJ won the most money. I won a little bit of money, and everybody else paid. It was a good time. I would love <laughs> to see, based off our time we spent with Mike Griffin, he's a guy, I feel like he, he'd be hilarious oh. to watch lose money. Like, on the <laughs> golf course. <laughs> Wines like a little bee. And, oh, and yeah. then he pulls <laughs> off, and his big... um jacked up truck Q your truck looks a little small that is freaking Michael Griffin yeah <laughs> he would like he we had him on he like started ranting and not even like looking at us just like looking off in the distance and he would just go I mean he was <laughs> honestly like, like G, man he's a good time he was right he, he called the season pretty correctly um but here's the question quarterback two offensive players and a defensive player any player all time to start a program with start a program and a defensive player? Yeah. College. College. Yes, sir. Mm. Man, I'm super biased by this, but I'm going to defensively, I'm going to have to go with Dion. Prime time was such a goat. He was so before his time. Uh, absolutely shut down at Florida State. I took a visit to Florida State because of Prime. Um, wow. and that's how, and I played and I was playing on playing offense. So you can be that transcending that, that, that means a lot quarterback. Dude, that's so tough. Cause I'm biased about Vince, but Cam was a monster. Let's be real. Lin, uh, uh, liner. That's so much. Only had like five incompletions during our game. He was a beast, but you know who I'm going to go with Michael Vick. Oh, Vick wow, in college was Stupid good. Virginia Tech, yeah. Yeah, no one said him. Stupid good. He went to And so ball, right? I'm going to go with him at quarterback. Sorry for those. Peter, don't come after me. The um, And you got two offensive players. <laughs> you pick yourself? I'm going to be real. No, I'm not one of the best of all <laughs> times. I like. Hey, I have no um ego about mine. I'm, I'm happy the way mine went, but I wouldn't put me in the best. Um, I, I like Desmond's Reggie Bush pick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go that route, but it won't be Reggie. It's gonna be Peter Warwick. I'm gonna stay at Florida State, dude. That's three. That's three. That's freaking. I'm telling you, I watched a lot of ball. And then another player that I'm trying to think of somebody who was just just stupidly unstoppable. Heard a lot of Peter Warwick. Drake no, Peter there. Warwick was unbelievable. Yeah, so freaking good, and he caught punts. One last player for uns. Oh, come on, man! It's a no-brainer. Ricky Williams, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I said. Ricky Run is Rick. a beast, dude. Ricky Run was Ricky so Run. good. Yeah. So I I'm gonna go Ricky and Peter Warwick offense, quarterback Mike Vick, defense Dion. Prime time. Mm -hmm. We've spoken about. Give me that's an electric four. We've seen fast, uh, common theme punt returning the the ability to do so. We spoke about we spoke about the basketball team a lot. Obviously, great win against TCU. It's great second half. The Sioux is awesome. Bryce, Hunter, 
car, their shots weren't falling. Jimmy Allen stepped up. Yeah, out like you were looking. Phil for that Mitchell night. had a good game too. Yeah, but a lot of assists. Oh yeah. Were you there, Q? Was that was the center rocking? It was insane. It was uh, well, it was almost empty <laughs> by halftime. But thankfully, UT lets you drink beverages, and so people yeah. stayed a little bit longer. And then it was really cool because I think I saw some on TV where one of the guys said, I need the mood to move. And oh, that, yeah. I'm going to tell you, dude, you know how cool that, like, we didn't have that at the drum. I'm sorry. We talked about it. But that is a national person who's only been there maybe once or twice who sees the difference that place is making. That's awesome. And we, we flipped the script. TCU is gritty. I watched him versus Baylor. Like I said, what's our big guy? He's like seven foot, and he says everybody he comes against is small with a little ponytail. Mm. I love playing him, but he also drives me crazy, which is a sign of respect. And I'm going to tell you, Coach Terry, in the job that he's done since, one, the situation Beard happening, to the Beard getting fired. And I even joke at one point, I was like, ah, he's managing them. No, that man is leading them, dude. Um, those games, the way he's moving players around, um, giving everybody kind of their due. Last game, we saw what's our man Brock hit some huge threes oh, yeah. to bring it Clutch. back. He's winning games with defense. He won game with offense. They picked up their defense again. It's just that that was fun, man. And what a comeback! Eighteen points down. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what's weird. I want I want to throw this question back to y'all, please. I'm gonna tell you the weirdest piece about it. It was the total opposite of what we've seen in UT football. We're up by three touchdowns. I'm not comfortable. Weirdly, we were down by 18, and I was like, eh, there's a lot of game to play. For some reason, I feel like we're going to make a run. I felt the same way. I mean, I, I literally was about to just jump in and say that. that Like, you were saying that they, it was almost empty at halftime. Like, people are sticking around because I feel like they're – they know that this team can jump back into it because that game that we played against Kansas State, I mean, we were down by 20 at one point, brought it back within like two possessions. I mean, obviously yeah. they ended up beating us, but like we're not out of any game. Right. It doesn't matter what game. Those two games against Kansas State and TCU. It was a close game with Oklahoma State too. Off, yeah, going off y'all's point. The thing is with those with that with that matchup, like it's a huge they're just too big of lead, just too big of leads the other team has the half. Like we really have to like we gotta tighten that up. It's quite the it's like literally the opposite of football because we're a first half team in football and a second and the second half team in basketball. We really have to we can't come out, you know, lackluster on defense. Can't come out flat. Very flat on defense is what it's been. Um, but I you know, we just have guys like Hunter and Carr who are really microwaves. good facilitators. Microwaves, great facilitators. And Carr has I mean, Nick and I texted each other in the like closing two minutes of that game. I was closing minute of the game where Carr had he kind of went like ISO and he really just like dribbled the air out of the ball until there was like five seconds left on the shot clock yeah. and hit like a tough contested three on a guy. Terrible and I was question. like, oh, terrible shot. But I'm so glad that went in. <laughs> and it's it's like but respect to his confidence, which is at an all time high and it should be. Yeah. And he trusts in his own ability. And I think that like for guys like him and upperclassmen to feel that way, even with everything that's gone on with, with the, the firing of beard and, and everything in that regard. And obviously I think it's so clear and evident that these guys love Terry 
um, that's just cool to see. And I think that bodes really well with us in, in what is going to be a ton of tight games against big 12 opponents. It's not, I mean, Iowa state's not going to be any easier. No. It's going to get, it's going to be a oh, tough no. gauntlet as it always is. But based off like what you're hearing Q down there and you don't have to like, obviously we're not going to ask you to you know, reveal anything on beard or like that. That's, I would love to leave that behind us. Quite frankly, the thing with Terry now is he's got the interim tag and there's a lot of game left. There's a lot of game right. left in the season. Yeah. How does he keep his job? How does he keep his job? What's it looking like down there in your opinion? Does Cal is Cal we've seen Calipari be thrown around like in there losing? Like what yeah. really has to happen for him to keep keep the gig? I mean, that's a good question. And that's honestly why I had to give him a shout out earlier because no one else but y'all have ever asked that question. The dude's done, he's seven and one since Beard left. Yeah. Freaking seven and one, and I and will say this: we talk about this. He he coached at Fresno. He State. does. He didn't do great at those stints, but this is a different place. This is yeah. home, and I will say I think Beard's energy is what got them off to those fast starts, and they're not doing that. But Terry's coaching ability and managerial, and just kind of knowing the game, it's why they're making phenomenal adjustments and finishing super strong, and so. Man, let's be real. How the hell can you not consider him if we go elite eight? If we go, you know, oh even better because we have the we have the personnel to do that. Yeah. And if they continue, and by the way, if you're in the mix in the Big Twelve championship, dude, this league it's stupid good. Yeah. Like it is crazy good. So you're in the mix for that, and if not win it, and then you make a run where you're one of the top eight teams in the country. How can he not have a conversation? But despite all that, no one's talking about it, and he's still doing one of the best jobs on the planet. That's why I wanted to give him his flowers because the dude is just – I'm so impressed with the job, him and the rest of the staff, Coach Ogden, all the different crew doing out there. But um, I would say because there is some names out there. This is UT. You do have a brand-new facilities. Um, Man, I'm telling you, CDC likes money. No offense to Coach Terry, but, I mean, give him that beard contract and he'll coach his ass off. Whereas in some of these other names, you're talking $7, 8000000 million a year for a non-basketball school. Hey, we are very good at that sport right now. We want to continue to be great at that sport right now, but you're never going to be a Kentucky Duke slash basketball school because we do have great football. In other I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm locked in on. I know there's a lot of other competition in the Big 12, but February 6th is when we play Kansas. And that's a basketball school, as we know very well. Uh, and I'm I'm really interested to see, of course, how we play against the rest of the opponents, but but specifically against that team, because I think we talked about it Q, on a show where you weren't with us. But um, it's the big position that we still need the most help on with the rebounding, paint protection, paint scoring all across the board, and they're small forwards like six nine. So yeah, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Wilson. No, Jalen Wilson and Grady Dix like oh, great. also yeah, six, he's six a nine piece too. I mean, yeah, I that's do, our tallest player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I depends what lineup we go through, honestly. But I'm really hoping, like, again, like if you're in that Big Twelve championship mix, like there's like the, the team he's lost to so far in Big Twelve play. Like we've beaten TCU, OK State, Oklahoma. Teams we should have beaten, but TCU's good. Oklahoma's got a baller. I yeah. texted y'all like I'm like, hey, like 
They played Kansas really well until it got to about three minutes left. And then I was like, it's very evident which team is better. And then it's Kansas. But like Sherfield, like, like, that's like a guy that can get hot in the tourney. Oklahoma State's not great, but they're never a bad, uncompetitive program. And the team we've lost to, Kansas State, was like, oh, everyone's like Kansas State. All of a sudden, everyone on national TV is like, wait a second. This Kansas State team has a sick senior, sick upperclassman guard. And their their big man, Keontae Johnson, was a former SEC, was he SEC player of the year, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So like, what are we doing? They're they're like a legit team we've lost to. I I just hope yeah. Coach Terry, you know, finishes strong. Yeah. Well, and if he and does, one last point on that is we have a couple of guys who may come back next year. You know, Hunter's young. Um, we we, we sure we'll lose Allen. Um, a couple of dudes. I don't know if Mitchell's gonna. Probably well, we won't really only lose. We'll really only lose Carr, Allen. And maybe Mitchell, if he goes to the draft, maybe. So the, you talk about some Mitchell. guys who know him, familiar with him, who more than likely are going to be lobbying for him. So again, I think he's doing the right thing. He's blinders on. He's focusing on what's going on. Right. And again, to this point, he's top three in the Big Twelve, top four. One loss. Um, Tech going to play the hell out of us, so forget their record, their Big 12 record. They're going to play the hell out of us Saturday, and it'll be fun to go and watch. But I think he's doing all the right things to make it a very, very hard decision, despite who Chris Del Conte is talking to right now. He's talking to people. That's his job. He should be talking to people. But he better (laughs) be paying attention to what Coach Terry's doing. The last thing I'll say just on that is, of course, that, you know, success will will definitely give him a better chance but can't overlook how important chris beard's been to recruiting and we need a guy who is just as good as a recruiter or even better of a recruiter absolutely and like that's where a coach like calipari you know blows everyone out of the water yeah yeah because yeah. the in nba guys and names that i've heard are they really wanting to recruit Royal. well ivy he's a homer but does he know the grind of recruiting as a head in, in in college and and I'm gonna tell you y'all I've gotten a lot of we, we lost our our receivers coach and somebody hit me up and was like Q would you want to do it I said hell no for two reasons one I like golf <laughs> two I don't necessarily like recruiting yeah I feel that I can't be in that position and not like recruiting I didn't like recruiting before nil now you add that piece of it and hell I'm like no. eh. I don't know. I'm just not trying to. I want you to get your money once you pick me versus me having that conversation yeah. in the process. It's just yeah. how I feel about like it. Like being a salesman, especially exactly yeah, I mean, a school, a school like Texas, where obviously you're, re- you're recruiting so heavily in state. And so, yeah, maybe it's a, a quick flight in a, you know, a rental car or something like that. But the travel is just like he's an assistant right now for the, the Nets, right? Yeah. Isn't Royal. Like he's already traveling on every single road trip that that team goes on, but then add the little trips that they have to make in between, right? It's Off like season, it's houses. It's a lot, man. If you've got a family, like you have to go back again and again if you're not getting the guy you I want. Don't, I don't blame anyone who says, you know what, that's just not what I want to do right now. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you can, you've been, a, you did it in a minor league baseball. We don't have to go down that road, but like, Ugh. you know, it, to, it, yeah, <laughs> it's tough. That you, you did it, just, you did, you did it once already, man. I just hit the big four zero. I don't want to do a lot of that anymore. And that's even somebody threw out the name Jay Wright. Jay Wright, from yep. what I hear, is not the biggest fan of NIL. So if I can sit on TV, travel there, but it's one spot, 
talk basketball that I can do to a wall and make the same salary I made when I was doing that. Oh, by the way, I already have two natties. It's good luck. I mean, you can, we could Texas fans throwing that name out all they want, but they don't know. I mean, you can still love it. You can still do it. And all those factors factor in when it comes to, and then you add this place and this pressure. It's a different monster. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be absolutely. a grind for any coach that comes, and I'll say that. Yeah, it's it, it ain't checkers, that's for sure. Well, because as much as Beer got fired, he kind of showed you it could turn around pretty quick here. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could you if you and look how much people loved him when he did turn it around. It's worth it's worth the price of admission, but like it, it ain't an easy ticket. Yep. Is what I'll say. Or right. or somebody choose a position because it isn't a good place. Most yeah. times you're going to a place that you have to rebuild. If this place is, you know, we finished top 10, that's not a bad spot to get to if you want to make a little bit. Yeah, you're coming into a nice furnished house already. Yeah, if Kyle Parry's <laughs> like, I'm done in Kentucky, like, I'd rather go, like, close out in Austin, like, and looking for a change. Like, I've done it here already. Like, I'm still going to do it. Like, yeah, I don't have that. I'd rather like, live in, what, where they live, Lexington? Is that where it is? I mean, yeah. Or Austin? I will say Lexington's a cool little city. <laughs> but, but Lexington's more like Waco. It's not hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. Yeah, no, ain't no Waco for sure. You ain't got a house on the lake. Yeah, absolutely. Right. All right, Q. Hook them. Enjoy the day. We'll catch you Hulk later. Em, Fans out there, Horns Up Talking Texas podcast, Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock to Stop with DJ Nikki Snacks Crider, and the Quan Cosby. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.